Good morning. How are we doing? As Tucker said, I'm the executive director for Hope Rescue Mission. And so it, part of what we do is that temporary safe outdoor space right on the other side of Buckhouse Bridge, uh, where we take in homeless folks. And if you don't like that, then this is the guy you throw the tomatoes at, okay? And, and today's your day to do that. When I'm downtown and somebody says, hey, are you Jim Hicks? I'll go, maybe. <laughs> well, how do you feel about that out there? But just, hey, real quick, since we've opened in December, we've had 74 people that have come through that have either, they're now in case management, which they have never been in before. They've moved on to permanent housing, which they haven't been able to. They've gotten an ID because maybe they were so out of sorts they couldn't get an ID. Some have moved into therapy. Some we have moved back off of the site. That's always fun. Uh, so just, you know, keep that because homelessness is an issue. It's a big issue. And uh, the trifecta of affordable housing, does anybody know that that's kind of an issue here? Uh, mental illness and addiction is what feeds into that cycle that some people, you know, there's a, there's a guy that's been living under the bridge at Reserve Street for now 16 years. And it's mental illness, it's addiction, it's can't find the connections, and so that's, that's part, of, part of what we do. Anyway, so that's, that's that. I want to talk about uh, being naturally super, okay, naturally super. Pastor Kyle has uh, talking about double vision, uh, and, and the theme verse is, because we understand the fear of the Lord, we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, I should have memorized out of the right text, right? Uh, we work hard to persuade others. That's, that's the, the theme that under this message, double vision, and what we're going to talk about being naturally super. So how will we, how will we, the community of faith, you and I, how will we, the community of faith, anchor church as an expression of Christ's body, how will, become, how will we become effective in our day? That's, that's the question I want to put out there and then answer that. We'll be in chapter 1 of Acts. We'll see it in a few verses. But uh, it, the, here we go. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I can come and, and speak every once in a while and then I can walk off the stage and out the door and I don't care if you like me or hate me. All right? So that's, that's kind of a fun thing about being a a guest speaker. And if this is my last time here, it's been really fun, okay, after, after what happens today. Here, here we go. The, the potential for growth for Anchor Church is directly tied to the unchurched that you and I know. Okay? Back in the day, Back in the day, when Noah and I got off the boat, you could just put up a banner saying, come to church, and people would come. We were on the, di we were on the different side of the cultural divide back then. And everybody kind of had this general thinking about church, and it was okay, and you could invite them, and they were coming. You invite somebody now, and they go, what's that? 
Or they go, I don't want any of that. Or they go, that's totally irrelevant. And I, you know what? These are the best days to live in because you and I actually have to be the kind of people that the New Testament is talking about. We can't rely on come to this space. We have to rely on Holy Spirit have this space. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So the growth of the church as we help people navigate these crazy times that we live in, depend upon you and I being Jesus in their lives. Let's close in prayer, because that's really what we need to know right there. The only thing is, I like to preach, so we're not going to close in prayer. If you have a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts is just a great book. Pastor Kyle was there last week, and on chapter 15, did a did a great job on explaining that. So if you haven't, if you haven't looked at that, go, go back and, and look at that. We're going to be in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, all right? Here we go. Let me, let me read verses 6 and 7. So when they had come together, they asked him, uh, this is so, I love Scripture, and, and I, I, I do this all the time. Okay, put, when you read Scripture, put on glasses that are living color. Think Walt Disney and think, you know, color and think stories. Don't think black and white, okay? Don't just read the Bible and get through it. Think this is real stuff. It's, it's, it's colorful. It's real. It's weird. Sometimes, if you haven't read the Old Testament, there's some weird stuff there. Uh, there's some weird stuff in the New Testament. Man, <laughs> sell your property and you don't tell the church leaders quite right. You you. you you're gone. Anyway, there's, so there's some, weird, there's some weird stuff. Read the scripture with living glasses. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. So here they are. They all come together they have just been three incredible years with Jesus. As he lived with them, as he walked with them, as he lived life out day and night, camping outside of town, getting thrown out of towns, he's performed signs and miracles, taught much more than we have in Scripture. In fact, John said if I, I, the, the world couldn't hold all the books for the last three years. And here they come together, and they slip back into an old paradigm just like that. After living with Jesus and seeing everything that he did, they slipped back into the Old Testament and saying, whew, we made it through that. You died. We saw you hang on the cross. You went in the tomb. You come out. Now will you restore the kingdom to Israel? Will you reset us to the Old Testament? Do not slip back into the old paradigms of what should have been or could have been. We, we are not settlers. We are, we're not settlers of yesterday and protectors of tradition and protectors of what was in the past. Instead, we are pioneers of today and we are pioneers of the future. We are, you and I are the ones that need to navigate our culture and our society through all the chaos of right now. That's who we are. 
We're not resting on yesterday. We're saying, Jesus, help us today. Let me be full of you today to help people navigate. Don't ask, Lord, is it now the time you're going to reset us to pre-COVID? No, he's not. There might be COVID, COVID, COVID. I don't know what all's coming down the pike. But we are here to help people navigate wherever we are at to see Jesus. That's, that's what double vision is. It's accepting our responsibility to help others see and find Jesus. That's what we're here for, to be navigators of the Spirit. So let me help us. Don't, don't fight what the Father has fixed. Don't get caught up in conspiracy theories. Don't get caught up in now's the time that Jesus is going to come. I have a little section of my library that I just really like. One of the books is 88 Reasons Why Christ Will Return in 88. I love that book. I haven't read it. I just bought it because I knew this is going to be fun to keep. Because the Father has fixed that. We don't know. The other one I, I really like because I haven't read and it's like brand new. The, the spine isn't even broke is the Y2K. How, how come it's all going to end? Some of you need to look back in history and what, what that was. Uh, anyway, um, those, those kind, because the Father has fixed those kinds of things, and as residents of the kingdom, we are stewards of here. We are stewards of right now. We are stewards of what God has for us. Do, do not get on the focus on here. The enemy will keep you focused here by three things. Fear. Fear of what you might be missing out on, or he'll get you to focus on fame. Oh, this is who, who I am, or on the other side of that, this is who I'm not. Or if, if, it, if it can't be fear or fame, he'll get you to focus on fortune. Don't get in that trap. Those are lesser things. So the disciples came. Hey, Jesus, I really hope it's now you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel. And they're probably already thinking, we don't know who's going to be king yet. Uh, Peter sure talks a lot. Uh, Judas isn't. He's out. Whew, that's one guy down. Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe it'll be John, but he's kind of a softy. Uh, sons of thunder. So they're all, will you restore the kingdom of Israel, and can I be the king? Will you restore to what it was? And Jesus gives them, verse 8. Verse 8 is incredible. Uh, if you were students in the book of Acts, the professor would tell you verse 8 is the thesis of the book of Acts. It is the theme verse, and it's not only the theme verse, it is the outline for the entire book. Hopefully you'll see that. But you're not in a classroom, you're in a church, you're with a community of faith, and let me say this, Acts 1.8 is the thesis of your life. It is the outline for my life. It is the outline for the community of faith. It is where we see, okay, this is what it looks like, and this is what God is doing. Look at the end of the book of Acts. It just ends abruptly, and the reason for that is because you and I are still in the Acts of the Apostles. That word Acts means practice, means activity, means stuff they're doing. 
We are still in that. That book did not close. That's why this verse is so incredibly powerful. Let me read it. You can look at it, maybe read it in your own. Here we go. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my double vision people, my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, let's, let's unpack this. First of all, you will receive power. I, I'm, I'm so glad speaking this message in fall because maybe some of you are thinking about football. Maybe some, maybe some of you are thinking about football right now. The, the game that you're, whatever. Let's look at this, receive power, in a football analogy of a wide receiver. Okay? The wide receiver, what does he do? He runs the pattern. The quarterback throws him the ball. He receives it. Right? And then he takes the consequences of whatever is that. It might be a touchdown. It might get his head knocked off. Right? The guy would not last, even in junior high, if he was a receiver and didn't cooperate. If he just ran the pattern, the ball came, he looked at it, cool, let it hit his chest and fall to the ground. That would not work. Some of you have just been in the huddle and just running the patterns, but not receiving the ball. As a Western church, I say that's where we've been. We like the huddle, we hear the plan, that's good, we run the patterns, but we will not receive and cooperate with the Holy Spirit in what he wants us to do. And this morning, by God's grace, I want us to change that thinking in our mind. I want us to understand the plays out of the huddles. I want us to run the patterns as best we can, and I want us to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and receive what He has for us and then do whatever comes next. There will be no team win today where the receivers are not cooperating with the football. Do we understand that? Say, Lord, help me to be a re receive power. Here, here's the deal. The obstacle in receiving the power is you. I, I told you you weren't going to like me today. It's not your sin. It's not your background. It's not your shame. It's not your gifts or your lack of them. It's, it's not any of those things. It's just you. You and I saying, Jesus, let me receive this power that you promised. Because it wasn't for a few. And that's why I'm saying this is naturally super. It was, but you shall receive power. There, there's no little asterisk here in the Greek that says, well, I didn't really mean like all y'all. I just meant the super guys will receive the power. I, I, I didn't mean all of those that come to Jesus. I just meant those that would go and belong to certain churches or have certain TV ministries or... No. He meant this... I, I wished I had time <laughs> this morning to go to and look in each one of your eyes and say, it's you. 
It's, it's, not, it's not your neighbor that Jesus is talking to. It's you and I. That you and I would receive this power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Not some super person. That you and I. Jesus said, but you, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Oh, I wish... Oh, I wish there wasn't a time limit of four or five hours here. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, this is, what, this is what Jesus went away for. And he's going to do that here in just a second in the scripture, in the history. This is why he, this is why he shot off to heaven. This is where Star, uh, let's see, which one is it? Uh, not Star, Star Trek. That's where Star Trek got it. Beam me up, Scotty. It's all right here. They're being biblical. This is exactly what happened. Jesus said all that, then God beamed him up, and he's, he's gone. And, and, and he, he did that, he said, so I could send the Holy Spirit. Again, not on part of you, but all of you. We receive the Spirit when we come to Jesus Christ in salvation. The disciples had re- received the Spirit back in John 20, 20. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But now in Acts, what's going to happen is that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon them to, do, to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what, that's where you and I are at. Expect the Holy Spirit, receive, cooperate. How do we start with that? Just simply say, Jesus, I want to receive. I'll cooperate with you. I've just been in the huddle and running the patterns, but now, Holy Spirit, I want you to come upon me. And if you want to see what that's like, look at some of the stuff in the Old Testament. It's, it's just in, incredible. But what I, what I want you to see here is that um, it's, it's not... So here, here's the deal. You shall receive power. Please do not think superhero. Okay? Please don't think of a Marvel character. Okay, don't, don't, don't think of that, even though you watched it last night. Don't think of that. Don't think, don't think superhero. Think of somebody that is naturally super. Because the power that comes upon you for the Holy Spirit is the power or the capability to be a witness for Jesus. It's not superhero stuff. It is stuff helping us to be capable to what's going forward. So you have to grab this before we go on, or, or the, rest of, the rest of what I'm going to say doesn't make sense. What seems out of your comfort zone may not be out of your capacity zone. Let me say it again, because that's the whole deal. It's a long tattoo, so don't get it, don't get it, but get it, Okay. <laughs> What seems out of your comfort zone may not be out of your capacity zone. Let me say it this way. You don't want to do it, but you might be able to. You don't think you could do it, but you might be able to. That's the dynamic power, the capability. In fact, let's, let's look at it this way because the, the word is translated this way throughout the Greek language. But you shall receive capability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So again, we're not talking about a Marvel character. We're talking about you and I being naturally having a character that is marvelous. 
a character that witnesses of Jesus Christ. You can be a better you. Do not buy into the lie that you can be anything you want to be because you know what? Our little minds run off with all kinds of stuff, right? But you can be a better you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is exactly what Jesus is getting into his disciples is that, listen, you are going to be my witnesses. You're going to witness of who I am and what I do. Okay, three things real quick. I think we can see this clearly in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to the end of the chapter. I wish you could, t- could look at that, do that sometime, write it down. That's talking about the church in operation. And then look at 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. That's the gifts. That's being uh, naturally super. And then look in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. That's being naturally super as well. But just let me kind of give a couple of examples. There was a time that... Uh, Raylene and I were going through a dark (laughs) chest-crushing time. We didn't know what that day was going to hold, what the next day was going to hold, what the future was going to hold. I, I hope, and I know many of you have been through those kinds of things, but I hope... I hope you never have to go through that. We decided to take a break from this pressure and take what limited money we had and go to a movie. <laughs> because uh, the, the movie was a break. Now here, let me step out of this story for just a second. Muse means that you have your mind full. Amusement means you have your mind empty. Just the thought. So be careful on your rhythm of movies, okay? So, but we needed to have some space where, even if I just slept through it, which wasn't, wasn't sleeping at night, but even if I, because I normally sleep in movies, I figure, man, you pay enough, it's like partial motel room, I sleep through the movie. So we needed that break. And it was an off night because we didn't want to see anybody either. We wanted to go there and hope nobody was there. We went there, and because it was an off night, it was one of those times where you bought your movie ticket and your treats in the same line. Going, what a bummer. Because it was kind of long. And we got in the line, uh, and then there was somebody up in the line that I absolutely did not want to see or engage with. Or talk to. So I tried my invisibility cloak prayer. (laughs) You do not see me. I am not here. Look beyond. But he didn't. He, 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 He saw us and came right to us. And then he had the utter gall to display his wealth by having two boxes. Not one. Two boxes of chocolate covered raisins. And right under popcorn, that's the best, right? Just, and so not only did we not want to talk with this person, we did not want to see him display his wealth in our lack of not having any money by having two boxes of chocolate-covered raisins and coming right up to us and talking. I do not remember. I, I was nice. I, I was nice. 
I smiled, I, I talked, I, I, I was nice, I was nice. Um, that's called a hypocrite, by the way. It's called an actor. That's the, the, the Greek, the, where we get our word actor is the Greek word hypocrites, okay? So I acted really well, because I, I did not want to see him. And then as he turned away, he goes, oh, he goes, I don't know what I just did. I bought two boxes. Take one. That is being a witness that Jesus is with you. That guy didn't know what was going on in my mind. His mouth was moving, and I was looking at his boxes of chocolate-covered raisins. I was agreeing with him, and I was wishing he wasn't there, and I was wishing he wouldn't fundle with those boxes of raisins right in front of me with all the pressure we were under and could not buy one. And then he says, here. That guy to this day does not know what he did. As it was Jesus, that was a witness of you, that you know where we're at that you put that guy in line on this weird movie and had him buy two boxes to expose some of my bad thinking. Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, you are right here with us. You're going to sit in this movie theater with us as we eat these raisins. And I don't even know what movie it was. Maybe I did go to sleep after the raisins. I have no idea. But you know what that did? That was a witness of Jesus Christ. He didn't realize, this guy didn't realize that he was receiving the Holy Spirit and cooperating naturally in a super way to minister to us at that moment. When you leave this building, I, I want you to say, Jesus, I want to receive your power that I can naturally be me, but do it in a super way to witness of who you are to those that are looking for something to fulfill their life. This is the power that comes upon us so that we can be witnesses. Let me give, me, let me give you one more story, all right? I don't know what time we have. I'm not looking at it. I don't want you to look at it. Um, again, like I said, this may be the last time I'm here, so I want to make the full use of it. Uh, for several years, as we were pastoring in Walla Walla, we built a relationship with the uh, Ashil people in the Ashil Triangle of Guatemala. Let me explain that just a second. They had a 40-year civil war. In that 40-year civil war, they started with about 600,000 Ashils, Mayan descent. After that civil war, they ended up with about 200,000 people. The civil war ended in 1996, and we began our relationship with them in January of 70, uh, 1997 and would go there every year for quite a few years. So we built a relationship with them. Hardworking people, trying to restore. I mean, they didn't have running water in their villages. We were digging ditches. It, it's just an incredible amount of work. So I want you to picture in the, the town of Chahul, a small uh, bunkhouse-type building that was really, it was up in the, uh, the, the Guatemalan highlands, so it was kind of always damp. Uh, there was one lamp, one light swinging in the middle of the room, just one light bulb. I know that's cool now, we all have them on our back porch, but back then that was the only thing, right? That was the only light. We are tired 
Uh, we've been there about three weeks now. Our peanut butter has run out because you had to take your own food. Because all they ate was, uh, I, was I love Mexican food, so I was going, this will be awesome. They, they gave you uh, black beans that looked like a chocolate cake turned upside down. The first day they fed us a loaf of black beans about like this. There was 10 of us. By the time we left, they had gauged, they were feeding us black beans about, and a loaf about like, because we were tired of them. So we're tired, we're worn out, we, we want to go home, we're hungry for Snickers, and kind of stressed. The guy that had, we had connected with out of Seattle that night turned to Nicholas uh, through a translator, Spanish to a shield to Nicholas, and basically he said, Nicholas, tell us your story. Nicholas, very, very hard worker, tough dude, real quiet voice in this kind of tonal clicking language, said back to the interpreter, said back to us, no, I don't want to. And David said, oh, come on, Nicholas, tell, tell us your story. Finally convinced him, here's the story. When Nicholas was just preteen, he was worshiping in their little church up in the Ashiel Highlands when the rebels came in and a certain, they, they took out the men. They made everybody else watch as this, this one guy was particularly firing the gun and he saw the guy fire the gun and kill his dad. Fast forward. Nicholas is now in his mid-twenties. He's worshiping the Lord some other people from different mountain villages come in to the church. They're worshiping the Lord, and Nicholas looks across, and there's the dude that killed his dad, now worshiping the Lord. Nicholas, in this soft voice, said, I now had to make a decision. What would I do? I could leave. I could plan on killing him, and Nicholas had that capability, or I could forgive him. And he said, after the service was concluded, the guy didn't know who Nicholas was. He was just a little boy when he killed his dad. Nicholas walked up to him, said, welcome, brother, and gave him a big embrace and walked away. That is the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness of who Jesus is and what he can do in our life. That is what this verse is talking about. That is what we are being called to, is to being naturally super in our culture with everything that is in Scripture and that what the things that Jesus taught us. So look, look what it says here as, as we go forward in, in Acts. Again, this is verse 8. Because here's, here's where we go. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Okay, we've, we've got to figure this out just a little bit. In Jerusalem, and, and again, here's the outline of Acts. In Jerusalem, this is what this means. You need to witness Jesus Christ right in the next of kin, right in your own location. <laughs> Linnea is with me. No, nobody else. Linnea is with me. You know why? Because this is the toughest. 
The days are past for us to have a burden for people overseas, yet we won't go over the street to share the same message and the same kind of love. I am all for missions trips. They are great. They're, they're wonderful. But those are backed up, first of all, by us walking across the street in our Jerusalem to be a witness of Jesus Christ because we've been walking with Jesus Christ and he is with us. That's the culture of our day that they are calling for. Yes, do missions trips, but start by going across the street to those that are right in your circle of influence because it's the hardest and it's going to get harder from there. That's kind of the good news. But this is where Jesus wants us to start, in our Jerusalem. And then in all of Judea. This is where we're getting a little bit more comfortable with people. This is where we know in the marketplace, just we're expanding that out. And then he said to Samaria. Now, you guys know Samaria was their enemies. Samaria, they looked down on. Let's just skip over Samaria. They were wishing Jesus would say, and I, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and in Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> That's a resort place, I think. <laughs> Instead, Jesus is saying, no, I want you to be witnesses right in your, your, your town, right in your area, and then to your enemies. You might be thinking right now, I, in fact... Yeah, if I miss my guess, most of us might be thinking of an enemy right now. If you're not thinking of an enemy, raise your hand. No, don't, don't, don't do that. And then he said, to the ends of the earth. Now, let's explain that a second. To the Jews who were just asking for if the Lord was going to restore the kingdom of Israel, the end of the earth was Rome. Not the end of the, the actual earth, but the end of where they did not want to go there because Rome represented everything bad. They had been under Roman oppression for years. They'd been paying taxes. They, they hated Rome. Okay, that was the end of the earth. I am not going there. What's the book of Acts? Starts in Jerusalem, goes through Judea, goes through Samaria, and Paul even goes to the ends of the earth. He goes to Rome. So not only to your enemies, but God wants you to go to the ends of the earth. I want you to think of people right now that you do not want to associate with in any way. Can I just help us out? If you're a Democrat, you're thinking of the Republicans. If you're a Republican, you're thinking of the Democrats. If you go to UM, you're thinking of MSU. If you go to MSU, you're thinking of UM. If you drive a Ford, you're thinking of people with Chevys. If you drive a Prius, come up for prayer later. Just, uh, just, we, just we all have these ends of the earth that we're not going to go to. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you to have the capability to share Jesus, those things that he's done in you, with those who are in your hometown and beyond, your absolute enemies, and those people that you do not to even want to talk to. That's the power of the Spirit. 
That's the power of the Spirit. Not having super TV ministries or radio ministries or podcasts or uh, whatever is, is going on, but, but just, <laughs> just, okay, so I'm about done, all right? I, I really am. So just for the next moment, whatever your mind is where you would say, man, that was really anointed, would you do that? Okay. If anointed for you is somebody spitting to the fourth roll, then just think of that for a second. If anointing to you is like the muscles of Stephen Furtick, uh, think about that for a second because it's, it's obviously uh, not here. Uh, if, if, uh, just think of what might be the anointing as you hear this. Okay? The Holy Spirit, he, he wants you to receive him. Just saying, Jesus, let me receive your spirit as I walk out this building to the life that you've called me to. Because what he wants to do is show you and give you the capacity that things that were out of your comfort zone are not out of your capacity zone. Because he's going to give you that capacity as you walk by faith in what's going on. There's going to be some great stories out of this room of you guys just being naturally super. There's going to be some funny stories. There's going to be some, what we don't have, the other part of scripture is all the funny stories where, where we, we witnessed of Jesus Christ, and it was just absolutely, it didn't work. Remember? Remember a couple of weeks ago, we went to witness to that lady. She opened the door, said, you got a few seconds to get out of my house. Brian and I ran because a dog was coming. We ran. We cleared the fence and got out of there. That, that was pretty funny. Let me tell you about that lady. A few months later, she came into our store, and she walked up to the counter, and she said, what time do your services start? And after I got up from passing out, I said, um, <laughs> I, said I, I told her. And I, I, we had been there long enough that I, I knew her name by that time, and I said, Betty, what happened? And she goes, well, I was in California. I've had incredible back pain from accidents, from horses. This friend of mine drugged me to a church. Somebody prayed for me. And that was back in the day where uh, ladies wore pantsuits. If you guys don't know what that is, Google it. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, oh, well, scratch that from the live stream. Um, she goes, and the Lord instantly touched me. I knew then that there was some kind of God higher power thing, and I want to figure that out. She said, when I got home, in the small of my back and my pantsuit, both on the pants and the jacket, there was a, a spot, an oil stain, about like this. Just confirmation that right there. So that, I mean, that, now that was supernatural, right? But what became naturally super for her is for her to come and find out who did that, and why, and what's going on, and how she can even grow from that. Folks, that's you and I. 
as we get to move forward. Spencer, bring your, your team up. I, I've got five more things that will take 30 seconds, all right? So what do we do with this? How do we take this capability to get out of our comfort zone to bring the gospel to others? Here we go. One, and you might want to write them down. Uh, you might want to write them down. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see you going for the paper and pencil or the phone. You might, you might want to write them down. First of all, pray for them. Pray for them. Really, pray for them. Have a list of people that you pray for. Actually write their names down on a piece of paper, on your phone, whatever. Write their names down so that you can see them. Maybe write them down every day. The weakest ink is stronger than the strongest mind. So write their name down and pray for them. Okay? Two, participate with. Climb into their world. That's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Climb into their world just like Jesus did ours. Find out, find out about them. Don't talk about yourself. Don't tell them your story unless they ask. But find out about them. Now, just, just then, as you're doing those things, plan to share the gospel. This takes some, some thinking on our part. Some of you have the personality that you can walk up to a stranger and you can just share Jesus. You can, you can share Jesus. I don't have that personality, right? Uh, I got I to gotta find out about somebody first. I, I've got to, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have, I don't have that. I've been around people that do and they're awesome. It's, it's, it's just, it's terrific. But begin to plan. Say, Jesus, help me to receive your power so that I can share the gospel with them. Plan for that. I, I, not only that, I, I want you to practice that presentation. See, what, what this means, at, at this stage, this is number four, this means that you really believe in your prayer for them. You believe in it so much, you are going to invest in them and then you are going to say, I need to, when I begin to talk to them about Jesus, I need to know what I'm going to say. And basically, that's just saying what Jesus has done in your life. You are a witness of being with Jesus. Witness is really witness. Him with you, you with him, and then you talk out of that. And then... The last thing is pursue the friendship. If they don't accept Jesus, pursue the friendship. Don't, don't, don't be a stalker or creepy about it. But, but let them know, I want to be your friend whether you receive Jesus or not. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm not just want to dump this truth on you and then run away if you don't accept. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be Jesus. I'm going to be in your life. Let's pray. Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that the gospel works. I thank you, Lord, for this room full of people whom you want to use in making an incredible kingdom impact in this area. 
Lord, I thank you for this, uh, this series that Anchor Church is in on double vision, on, on expanding effectiveness, not because of who we are, but because of you using us by the power of the Spirit. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that even all of us right now, we, are, we could be, by what I'm going to say next, we could be seeing faces, having names that have been on our prayer list. Lord, we just, we pray for those people. We ask for open doors. We sharpen our presentations so that we can give a defense of the hope we have within us. Lord, let us not just participate in the huddle and run the pattern, but Lord, let us receive this capability from your spirit to be a witness of who you are and how much you love others. Lord, I, I, I thank you that you're going to help as we do this, you're going to help each one of us step out of our comfort zone and find a whole new power capability zone because of you. And we will just simply say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This, please do this. Keep your, I, I, keep your heads bowed for just a second. Would you just under your breath or in your mind or... Um, I don't care if you do it out loud. That'd be great too. I, I just want you to say, thank you, Jesus, for, and then think or name the person on your list. Lord, let me keep praying for this family. Lord, uh, help me to keep uh, sharpening your story in my life for them. Lord, help me to uh, help me to recognize the open doors. And at that moment, Lord, let me just uh, be able to say, not only by my actions, but by words, who you are to them. Thank you, Lord, for the ground that we've gained. And thank you, Lord, that you love them far more than I do. So, Lord, may we receive power to be your witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In your name in your ability, in your plan. Amen.